0: Hi, I'm David Pogue. Welcome to the RV Navigator Podcast, your digital home for the RVing lifestyle. Visit the RV Navigator homepage at rvnavigator.com for additional information about each episode. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Martha, podcasting from their mobile studio that might be parked in a campground near you. Well, you know what time it is. And we welcome you to the RV Navigators Special Edition, the New Year's Eve Special. And you have joined us, and we have joined you. As happens every year, we join our listeners in welcoming in the brand new year, 2023 in this case. But this year we are at home.
1: We cannot remember the last time that we were at home New Year's Eve.
0: No, at home, meaning in Chicago. At home. At home. Well, Florida could be considered partially no, our Florida home. Florida is not my But home. we're carrying on the tradition. This podcast started in 2006, which was quite a few years ago, but I don't know how many. <laughs> and I haven't had anything to drink yet. Well, but, open the bottle. Well, I'm Okay, so we started it. in January of 2006. Okay, okay, okay. Here's well, well, we have our, our bottle of champagne. It, it's, of... it's New Year's Eve, and I have to admit that it's a little bit before midnight because
1: because we we don't
0: always stay up. Oh, here it comes. Okay, here we go. You don't need the towel. Ready? No, I don't. Oh, I don't know. That's why I brought. You. Ah, good. Perfect. Oh. That was the champagne, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. We have quite an agenda of interesting topics. For episode
1: 213 oh. for January 2023. Get used to saying that.
0: Okay. And of course, you can find all of the information about this podcast, all of the links to the things that, well, we may or may not talk about. Who knows? <laughs> Glasses of champagne, and the episode may end very abruptly.
1: And I don't know if you'll be able to hear it or not, but we are actually drinking from crystal champagne glasses, which is not something that we normally carry around. Not the usual
0: plastic from the RV? Well, in the RV, you have to have plastic because of the. uh, Well, it's more practical. Well, because they get jiggled around.
1: fancy glasses. Oh, boy. Champagne worthy glasses.
0: Look at it. Bubble. And this is very expensive, Andre. You
1: bet. Nothing but the best for us. So don't make it too full because we have to clink.
0: Oh, okay. Just hang on. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. And I hope that you'll raise a glass with us. You're probably not listening to this. No, you can't be listening to this on New Year's Eve. Because and don't it is raise in- a
1: glass if you're driving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in your RV. Remember, we make this podcast so that you can listen to something exciting and interesting while you're driving. But having champagne is not one of those things. Okay, so here. Yeah,
1: see, it's not too clinky because... <laughs> It's because well, it's too full. Yeah.
0: See. Oh well.
1: We can remedy that.
0: <coughs> oh yes, we can.
1: So of course, this is the time of year when you always think back and reminisce. Oh, yes. And It's so easy to forget that this time last year we were still very worried about COVID. That's not to say that it's gone, but...
0: And two years ago, we were... Well, well, two years ago, it had not yet started.
1: Well, no, we were waiting for the vaccination to come out. yeah. Because last year, we were able to travel... Yeah, because we had the vaccine. You have to stop and give thanks for how far we've come and how glad we are to be able to travel in a normal way. Well, normal for us. So as as we started to say, usually on New Year's Eve, we have been somewhere that wasn't at home. Even when we were still worker bees, we usually took a trip somewhere during the winter holiday time.
0: Yeah, we cruised a lot at Christmas.
1: And um, I, I think we must have made some podcasts from the Caribbean. I can't remember. We, go we don't go
0: back and listen to them. So, but <laughs> so, somebody please tell us. <laughs> so this feels kind of weird to me. Well, and you also have to tell us why our listener statistics have gone up so dramatically in the last few months. You the, talked about this last. I know, but nobody called me. Going up. If you're a new listener, please tell us
1: <laughs> why <are> you listen. <laughs>
0: I was going to say that, but it didn't sound so good.
1: <laughs> Tell
0: us what motivated you to download the latest... I'm slurring my words already.
1: You and 2,000 of your closest friends. I mean, it's really gone.
0: Not 2,000, 20,000. I thought all oh, that one episode you said well, had an extra... We've profile. had two interesting things happen. One is, is that our listener statistics for last month went up to 27,000 downloads. I have no idea why. And the month before that, it was 18,000, up from our usual 10-ish. And then, today I'm looking at the statistics podcast server, and I find out that episode one of 2017 has been downloaded 6,000 times this month. Why? Why? we need some answers and we have no idea because i've done a web search for rv navigator and there's nothing special there somebody must have recommended it uh, well or <laughs> well, there's some malicious thing going on i don't know what it is but i mean you know you might think that somebody was doing it to get money but we don't take it we don't make any money from this and so there's no like somebody clicking away and making uh, the statistics higher than normal but i don't know what the what the issue is so the mystery will continue, and we need your help January. to stealthily surf the web and find out what is going on with the RV Navigator.
1: January 1st was our live recording of the podcast at the Great Outdoors in Florida, where some of our podcast listeners
0: oh, joined. Well, but we had a live event.
1: Yes, and a lot of people came and talked, and we didn't have to talk because they were talking. So maybe it's their fronts. Who knows?
0: Who knows? That is strange indeed. Okay, well, we have to keep things going. We won't be with you at midnight, but it will be close. So, the last year, it's year in review time. Okay. So, we have to use the year in review and do a a resolutions and then... Things that we always want to do in, in advance. And so let's find out what we did last year. Let's reminisce. Okay.
1: Well, I know that we were at the Great Outdoors in Florida last New Year's Eve doing our podcast show there. Yes. And we
0: weren't. Nice there, and warm and very cold up here
1: right now. And we weren't there very long before we went to Costa Rica uh. on an out trip, which was also warm and lovely and a place we strongly recommend.
0: So we're kind of catching up for the lack of uh, travel during COVID times. So we did the, the Costa Rica trip which, where we saw lots of birds and took lots of pictures of uh, animals and things. And then we went to Italy. For in the summer, in the summer for a couple of months, and that was hot, very but hot. very scenic and beautiful. We had pretty good weather, good food, good nice food. people. Yeah, we enjoyed the food, that's for sure. Italy is a is a nice place, and we, we didn't go to the cities. We kind of went to the nature areas, which was nice. To the outback, the, <laughs> the outback back of Italy. Get some more champagne. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> And then we ended up the year with a trip to Norway which we just completed last month. So we've been home just about a month. It has been cold. And
1: and we must say that we have not been enjoying all of our time at home because, as many of you have had recently, we had a severe cold snap close to 20 below, 18 or something like that. Yeah. We enjoyed um, a family Christmas Eve with our local relatives.
0: Which we do on a regular
1: basis. And came home to our dark and cold house. Eve.
0: One week ago today, at eleven p.m., we came home, and, and the we house had was no in, furnace. was in the fifties.
1: Happy New Year!
0: And, <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas Eve, with. Of course, a two-day holiday to follow. What do you do? I
1: must say, I often have whined on this podcast about things breaking in the motorhome, but at least there's a good excuse for that because it gets a shaking as it goes down the road. Hey, I'm done with my glass. Good, but I was kind of shocked. We have a pretty new furnace, uh, four years old, to be betrayed by something in the house, and we're so grateful that it happened while we were home to take care of it. But it could have waited until December 26th. Yeah,
0: when we. Could have gotten some help, but you know we were gone five or six hours, and the house went from seventy to fifty. And you can imagine, in a couple more hours, it would things would started to freeze. And we were not prepared for freezing. We had
1: not turned the water off before.
0: No, when we leave uh, full time, we turn the water off and put a little antifreeze in the traps and that sort of stuff. But in this case. Oh God, I can't I just can't imagine what would have happened if we'd been gone for a couple days. You know, we go and visiting somebody or mm-hmm. we don't usually turn the water off. So the house is at fifty. It's eleven PM on Christmas Eve. Eve. What do you do? What do you do? You call the furnace guy who installed your furnace. And you wake him up. <laughs>
1: And he sounds drunk or hungover, or he told us later he had just taken a Benadryl because his allergies were acting up. Nevertheless, he did not seem of totally sound mind as he counseled Ken over the phone about what to do.
0: Martha's holding the phone. We're it a speaker, and I'm t- ripping apart Our things, thermostat. Our thermostat, things associated with the furnace. And fortunately, he was able to tell me the two wires. You know, thermostats these days, we have a nest, we did have a nest, and thermostats these days, you know, it's not just a couple of wires coming from the furnace that are touched together to turn the furnace on. It has six wires and eight terminals in the thermostat. So if you take two, oh, okay, and so two of the wires are red and two of the wires were white. Is so that kind of like a Russian roulette? Uh, I would say it's even worse than that. <laughs> Russian roulette, yeah. It's just, whoa. Well, he seemed to have some thoughts. as Well, a, oh, no, yes, okay. yeah, because it's the, the thing that's obvious to me is is that thermostats have the same designation for the wires but the color of the wires is totally up to the installer we have two reds and two whites which of course is totally uh, outside the the norm you should never have two of the same color but he was able to tell me to take the wire off of a terminal like a, it was label c and go and touch it to the wire coming out of rh Who knows what the hell that means. And then something happened. And the furnace came on. Yay! Yay! So we were using the furnace manually. (laughs) Which
1: (laughs) meant that if the wires and the alligator clips were connected, we had heat. Oh, I
0: need champagne.
1: when we were a little warm... I don't even
0: want to think about this anymore.
1: Which hardly ever happened, that we were a little too warm, you could disconnect it. But we wanted to clink. uh, It's okay. It's okay. Finish. It made me feel a little reluctant to leave the house
0: for very long until we mm-hmm. had solved the problem. Well, you didn't want the house to be eighty either. You didn't want to have to pay for that, and you didn't want to have it that hot.
1: And then, of course, when we called the furnace repairman on Christmas Day, uh, there was this friendly voice message, like you always get. You know, we can't take your call right now, but just stay on the line, and we'll get back to you. And we stayed on hold, and nobody ever got back to us. So it was so frustrating. Twenty-four so hours twenty-four I went on the seven, and I found his web page, which had a place where you could sign up for service. So I filled that in and within 10 minutes he gave us a call. We
0: proceeded. Apparently you know, there have been thousands of people calling because the whole country was under this cold weather and...
1: He used a furnace mafia phone service. He so was not were, doing a very good job. So they were snowed under with phone calls themselves, kind of like Southwest Airlines. So anyway, uh, he came over, he got us going.
0: I heard the Southwest Airlines have been bought by Elon, Elon Musk, Mos- <laughs> <laughs> and, and we are and they, Twitter and Southwest have melted down.
1: So we're not going to think about the thermostat anymore.
0: But I went and bought a new thermostat, and, and I do think it was the Nest that had gone bad. Uh, when we came home, it was the display was dark. There's no batteries in them that I know of. Uh, There's no battery replacement, so I don't know. It it was uh, 8 or 10 years old, so it was fairly old, long before Google bought them. But I bought an Ecobee, which got very good reviews, and it has many more cool features. It's very high-tech. It has sensors that you place around the house, and they sense your presence, and they make the room that you're in the temperature that you have it set for it sounds like
1: a ken gizmo to me
0: that's very cool as thermostats go and it has an air quality sensor oh this thermostat has many and it's got a nice big display which for old eyes is, (laughs) is very good Okay, <laughs> so good more well. champagne. All right. So, we now have the service man did come out. Well, because when I installed the <laughs> the, therm- the new thermostat, you didn't. Do I think it? I, 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 I think I am guilty of this sometimes. So Martha will say something, and I'll and I'll look at her and say, "Well, then do this." You know, it's, it's so obvious. And so here I install.
1: Martha, it is not obvious. <laughs>
0: Well, so I installed the new thermostat, putting the wires back onto the same terminals that they had come from. But that was the new thermostat, quite right. And I put the thermostat, you you plug it into the faceplate on the wall, and it still was dark, the new one. And I thought, oh, boy. Because I bought this on Monday, and he wasn't coming until Tuesday.
1: We hadn't gotten a hold of him. Yeah,
0: exactly. Land. So I was very disappointed that that didn't fix it. Well, when the guy gets here, he says, oh, Take it off of RH1 and put it on RH2. It's like, huh? (laughs) And that was it. (laughs) I mean, that's the first. He didn't even look at it. He just said, oh, just take the wire off of RH1 and put it on RH2 or something like that. But I was like, I switched one wire and it worked.
1: I do have to say, whenever things fail, either in our house or in our motorhome, that I am always very impressed by Ken's can-do attitude. He doesn't necessarily what, what, what going to do. He doesn't necessarily know what he's doing, uh, but he always plunges <coughs> in, looks at a few YouTube videos, and takes a crack at it. As opposed to some of our friends who just sit back and call somebody, which at Christmas time
0: could cause you to have a lengthy. It wait. would have well. It did cause us, and but- can cause you more money. But if we didn't have heat for 48 hours until the guy could get out here, that would have been a big problem. Yes, it would. Because we have a little fireplace, and we have electric heaters, but, I mean, it was below zero outside.
1: When we we ran them for an hour, it brought us up one degree. (laughs) Not quite enough.
0: So that's our harrowing story for Christmas 2022. And now, on to the future. What are we doing in 2023? Well, we're continuing. This is bad because we're not doing as much RVing, frankly, as we'd like to. I'd like to do much more RVing, but the upcoming, yeah, well, that was it. This COVID thing is really...
1: No, that's not what I'm talking about.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, she has deep, dark secrets that she's no, hiding you from know our listeners. Se- you know my secrets. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are once again doing some major overseas travel uh, for the upcoming year. And we hope that you'll be with us on a monthly basis to hear the exciting adventures as we head off to, in this case, in the reason why we're home is because in just three weeks we're leaving for South Africa.
1: Very exciting. Once we get there. Once the we get flight.
0: there. 13-hour flight from O'Hare to Doha where the World Cup was. And then we and have a 10-hour flight Lehigh. from there to Cape Town. Although it's a long way, it's only a 6-hour time difference because we're heading so far south. So we will be there in Jan- in January when it is the southern hemisphere's summer. summer. So we're expecting very warm weather. It's very hard to pack at the moment for very warm weather, but uh, we're trying to break out our shorts and our t-shirts and all the short sleeves of you know, sandals for that Trip that will be gone a couple of months. And we
1: apologize ahead of time for the problems that we're going to have with the February and March podcasts because we're going to be. In Africa or on a cruise
0: ship. And we're doing the tented camp thing where we are out with the animals in tents and how the internet will be. As I recall, we we were able to keep
1: the blog going. I don't remember. We did the podcast, too, Mm -hmm. the last time we were in South Africa, which was a number of years ago now. So it might be a little late. It might be a little ragged, but... Please excuse us. We will be doing the best that we can. And
0: we're sure you're going to want to hear about it because it we're is we're going to exciting. take
1: you along with us.
0: Yes, of course. It will be a trip of a lifetime in many ways because South Africa has lots of animals, and we're going to be doing lots of uh, game drives and out in the in the boondocks staying here. <laughs> this kind is of this camping. T- camping? <laughs> According to the literature, and they always kind of build this up as uh, something that (laughs) may or not be realistic, but they say that the tented camps are air-conditioned and they have their own facilities, uh, you know, showers and bathrooms, and... Uh, two sinks and all the stuff that, uh, a porch that overlooks the animal habitat. The jungle. The jungle. Well, no, there's no jungles there.
1: I do remember one tented camp we were in in the Masai Mara where we were able to take a shower by scheduling it for a time when oh, the campground camp personnel could boil a <laughs> pail of water, and then they would come at the appointed hour and stand outside our spigot which was them pouring a bucket of water on our heads and chatting with each other while they waited for us to finish showering. It was a very intimate. Well, that was to get hot water with yeah. with these people. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what the bathroom. Uh, we will let you know,
0: and I'm sure you're going to want to hear exactly the, all of the details, which we will share with you starting with the next episode.
1: So then the plan was to come home from this fascinating trip. We're going to cruise all the way back to Lisbon from South Africa with numerous along the African coast. Lots of places we have not been to before. And then our plan was to get in the motorhome and head south visit my family in South Carolina. Maybe go to Florida. And this would be in May and June and July? Uh, No, no, no. April and May. This would have been okay. I don't go to Florida in the summer. My knee has continued to trouble me and so I now have a knee surgery uh, scheduled for mid-April and that will take us off the road which is a super bummer i haven't seen my sister in a good two years and i feel very bad about it but it's got to be
0: done so we have knee surgery, and Ken as nurse coming up in April. Don't we look forward to that? Oh yeah. yeah!
1: At the end of the summer, we have things to look forward to because we're returning to Norway for, Well
0: coming right back to Bergen, where we left you last.
1: For month. another cruise that will take us to Greenland and Iceland after we've sailed the Norwegian coast, and that will end in New York City, has uh, a stop in the Canadian Maritimes, and hopefully my knee will be as good as it is now, and I'll be able. That'll to be the test.
0: Be able to cruise. And then, coming up in November, November. or actually at the end of October of 2023, we head once again to Asia. And we are just booking our flights. It's very interesting to us that right now, where we are in Chicago, leaving from O'Hare to go to Singapore, going east or west. It's it's hard to believe that we are halfway around the world. So if
1: you dug a hole in your backyard here, you would end up in Singapore.
0: (sighs) Uh, okay, I don't guarantee that, but I'll give it a try. Oh, after another bottle of champagne, we'll definitely start digging. So, But, but
1: again, if I'm up to it, we will try to take the motorhome to Florida. Wait,
0: we haven't finished with...
1: Before we make that trip so no. that we can return to Florida without having to drive the motorhome through the snow and the cold.
0: We are. So next New Year's Eve, we will be...
1: We will be back in Florida again. Okay, unless it's too. Well, depends on the weather.
0: We get back on December twenty third. Yeah, but halfway around the world, uh, and we decided because of the cost that it would be cheaper to go. East, so we fly over to, over Europe, over to Singapore, and you can go either that or you can go over the Pacific. And is, in actuality, the flight we're taking, which takes about twenty one hours, is the shortest flight you can take to find, to Singapore,
1: which is which is
0: really hard to believe. An overly ambitiously short layover in Istanbul. Well, that's a different story. We'll see story. how that goes. It's still about the same distance. Yeah, it's about the same distance, and and the flight times are about the same. Now, that is, of course, a 12-hour time change, whereas going to Cape Town, which is actually a longer flight, is longer time in the air anyway, is only six hours. So going south over the hump of the equator uh, is a very Mm time-consuming and and long distance. Mm -hmm. Do you think we'll make that by next year? Well, it's good to have plans. As long as COVID doesn't come back. Yeah, you never geez, know. Now we that talk all about the, Chinese the have- triple endemic threat that we have right now within the hospitals. Flu Jeez. and RSV.
1: And um, if all the sick Chinese come back over here, who knows? It's good to have plans. While we were home, we did finish uh, something we discussed with you, I think, last month, yeah. which was getting... Had quite a lot
0: of feedback about this.
1: ...was getting um, a transition from our... Old cellular phone provider, which was Verizon. Uh, We are now T-Mobile customers and hoping that that will provide us with better service while we're overseas, especially.
0: We're transitioning to T-Mobile, as she says, because we feel that uh, on our overseas trips, we won't be... We were dinged this last time from Verizon, over $50 On the bill because we had five days when we took advantage of their ten dollar a day plan, which we didn't mean to take any advantage of it. We, Martha, had shut off her phone. uh, Shut off. I did something wrong. Yeah. So anyway, I was a little kind of ticked off about that. So we've had that happen before. Verizon charges you ten bucks a day to use it anyplace else outside the United States, which, if you use it, I guess is not a bad deal. They give you half a gigabyte of data, five hundred megabytes of data, which is a very minimal amount per day.
1: We ended up spending about two hours in the T-Mobile store on a bitterly cold day, and we were the only ones there. Yeah, that's good. And not because it was any problem. It just took a while to convert us both to eSIMs. I <gasps> Are you have, eSIM now? I didn't have one before. And then while we were there, we also got to chatting about their deal on hotspots. So now we right. have a T-Mobile hotspot for a- a- the motorhome a-
0: T-Mobile store. has really bought into us (laughs) as customers. I'm a little surprised. They paid off Martha's phone, which was $798, which I was surprised at how high it is. They gave us a gift card a, a mastercard gift card for seven hundred and ninety eight dollars so they, that goes which we then have to pay to to Verizon to pay off martha 's phone which they gave, is
1: and they gave you two hundred dollars they gave me a two hundred
0: dollar gift certificate because, you owned your phone. Because, because I already because I got a brand new iphone that 's what we were kind of waiting for is my iPhone fourteen to come in before we went over and made the transition so that's over a thousand, well, in round numbers, a thousand dollars that they're paying out to have us as customers. So that's a pretty good deal. I mean, they're, they're investing on us big time. Plus the fact that, of course, the service that we're getting is much more robust from the overseas point of view anyway. We can leave the country. We get five gigabytes of data while we're overseas. Uh, and we can, you don't have to do anything, and you don't, won't be charged, we hope. <laughs> <laughs> plus, we'll let you know. Plus, they also gave us subscriptions to three streaming services, which we already well, which we have. Two, they we ga- already had. They gave us a subscription to Apple TV, which is six dollars a month. They gave us a subscription to Netflix, which we've been paying twenty dollars a month, and we got a subscription to Paramount Plus, which, which we is- didn't have which we didn't have, but that's uh, at least 5 or $6 a month. I don't know how much it is. And it's very easy to sign up. I've transitioned all of our accounts over to that. So that's a big savings. And then they asked us, well, do you want to do Internet at home? Because they have a, a wireless hotspot, which is $25 a month. And I said, well... I'm pretty happy with Comcast. We get gigabit service here, and it's very reliable and wired and all that sort of good stuff. So I'm a little leery of wireless hotspots from cellular services. But I was very impressed by the fact that it did have uh, Ethernet out, so I could have hooked it up to our home system with just uh, one wire, which would have been cool. But I said, well, it's home cellular service with a hotspot. Hmm. Now what happens if I take that hotspot and put it in my RV and I travel around the country? And I said, is it geolocked? And he said, no, it's not geolocked, which means that I can put it into the RV and I can drive around and it will give me Internet service just like any hotspot. <gasps> wow. Now that is very cool. Okay, yeah. Time for a champagne. Let's have some champagne for this one. Uh Uh-oh. My phone is (laughs) kaput. I've got a (laughs) phone. Okay. So, for $25 a month, unlimited everything. Well, no, wait. The Hotspot doesn't have unlimited. It has unlimited data. Unlimited data. High-speed. Of course, you always have to ask this question. Unlimited high-speed data. We got our complete setup. New phones. The hotspot overseas data overseas phone and it's we're we're spending like $120 a month such a deal such a deal so I'm canceling my AT&T hotspot which I was paying 60 recently $65 for Ooh. a month and it's been sitting there not being used because it was a legacy and I didn't want to lose the the service on it, but so now I get the same thing for 25 bucks a month uh, added onto our T Mobile bill. So it seems like we'll have to give you a report after next month, but it seems like this is going to be a real money saving and benefit for us all the way around. I mean, I don't see any downside to this other than. T-Mobile doesn't have quite the same coverage area in, that the in the U.S. that Verizon does, but I don't see that as much <laughs> That's easy to trade off these days because satellite services really coming down the road.
1: When you travel to another country, uh, you will always notice things that will make you laugh. Things that you think, why don't we do that? Things that you make you think, why are they doing that? Um, and we found a very few humorous list that kind of made us remember some of the experiences that we had.
0: You're going to want to look at this list,
1: um, dear listener. It's, it's made by Europeans who have visited the U.S. and remarked about things that they found amusing
0: about us, starting Wait, have you ever traveled abroad and experienced something that shocked, delighted, or confused you? Well, we did. And the Europeans who have traveled to the United States then made you say, WTF? Here are some of their responses. These are responses from Europeans to their travels to the United States.
1: One thing that amazed them was free refills. And that amazes me about Europe. That way, never can get a free <laughs> refill.
0: You, think you, you buy a little
1: cup of coffee. You buy
0: a two ounce cup of coffee and, and you say, Is there a re- refill that's out? Buy a Coke? No, never a refill. You want water? you pay for it. You know, it's just like every every drink in Europe costs you money or not in Europe but everywhere else there's no such thing as the waitress bringing you a glass of heaven forbid ice water and just setting it on the table. Occasionally you can ask for tap, tap water, water and that could be still tea. water but and they
1: eh. might refill that.
0: They might put a pitcher on your table. Yeah. Europeans are shocked. The, the, the particular story here was the guy sat down at the table, and the waitress asked him if he wanted a refill, and he thought he would have to pay for it. And the waitress brought him an, uh, a whole another glass of Coke, and it was... As we expect, totally included. So there, I, I, I picked out 10 of these, um, and there are about 25 or something on the total article. So you're going to want to take a look at don't things that Europeans or other people Notice think about are us. crazy in the United States. Number two.
1: They're always amazed because complete strangers are asking them, <laughs> how are you doing? We are. Very, I don't even think about that, but you're right. are very friendly people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Three. The obsession with putting ranch or ketchup
0: <laughs> on everything. And that's another thing. In Europe, you don't get ketchup for free. You have to. They, they sell the little packets of ketchup that we take for granted when you go to any place. And
1: you really miss creamy salad dressings, which oh, they never have yeah. either.
0: Just vinegar and oil. They sell them for like 25 cents a packet. So if you ask for ketchup, you usually can get it, but you're going to pay. Can you believe? Oh, God. And you never go in and have the nice pumps where you put it into a. So you have enough for your french fries that's outrageous if you do get
1: sauce for your french fries it may not be ketchup or mayonnaise yeah, uh, yeah. they have all these flavored ones but you have to pay for them nothing is included in and free. the
0: little tiny packets are so expensive
1: they're also amazed by the fact that there's so much I've water in our it. toilet bowls you could go for a swim in there <laughs> that's what it
0: says i I've never really noticed that they don't have much water in their toilets, but I—well, their toilets are always interesting because you never know where the cord or the flushing mechanism is. And then, of course, you find bidets in places, Which, and you have no idea what, what the to, hell do to do with that.
1: <laughs> Another comment: When I discovered Fruit Loops with marshmallows, <laughs> I genuinely didn't think it was possible to make Fruit Loops more unhealthy, but you guys did it. I love your work. <laughs>
0: I'm not into Fruit Loops, but I guess that would be a...
1: Guilty as charged. Oh,
0: all the sweet, sugary... Yeah, yeah. Milk.
1: The size and distance between everything. It still shocks me that driving from New York City to Cleveland
0: takes twice as long as it takes me to drive across my whole country. We talked to a a person. We were camped in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which she pronounced Albuquerque. <laughs> And she and her boyfriend had landed in Dallas, and had two weeks. And had two weeks to the, in the United States. And she said, "Well, we're going um, across the Grand Canyon and uh, to, over to San Francisco and Los Angeles, and then we're going up to Yellowstone and the, uh, Glacier National Park, and then we're going through Chicago and back over to New York, and then down through Miami and back over to Houston, and we're flying home
1: in two weeks." And, and I- <laughs>
0: weeks. <laughs>
1: Just no, we met her we met her at the Grand Canyon. Okay. And it had taken her two days just to drive her <laughs> from Albuquerque to the Grand Canyon.
0: And, and they have were coming to the realization because that it had taken them two days to drive across Texas, which is true. And they had made it to the Grand Canyon after day four or mm-hmm. something. And it was coming their realization was coming to fruition that they were never going to make it uh, that oh well that would be a killer. That'd be an impossible no, itinerary no, they in the car. But and then, you know, we go to Europe and yeah, you could drive from Paris to Rome in a easy in a day. One year we picked up a new car in Sweden and then we got on the
1: Autobahn and we drove so fast that within a few hours we left Germany because <laughs> we were through that country just like that.
0: And in, in Britain you can drive from London to Glasgow, Scotland in four hours. I mean, you know, so the distances, and we talk about this all the time with Europeans, they just don't have any concept of how long it takes. When I tell them it takes me... Two days of driving to go from Chicago to Florida, they're like, The jaws drop because yeah. they just can't imagine that kind of a distance. There's hardly any place in Europe you couldn't go in two days. No. I don't well, I think you, you hardly any place you can go in a day. Yeah. <laughs> two days to get from Two the days top to, top to get to the and bottom. so and of course to go across the United States it's even longer.
1: Another thing they So noticed, that we understand. Another thing they noticed uh, guilty of charge <laughs> is the number of American flags flying. Oh, God. The person says I was going to count the number <laughs> of flags I saw during my Two weeks in Florida, but I gave up on the ride from Miami's airport to South Beach. (laughs) (laughs) We are patriotic people. (gasps) Yeah,
0: well, we won't get into that anymore.
1: Number eight. Just the general weird attitude about alcohol. Uh I was carted to get into a bar in the U.S. when I was 29 years old. Meanwhile, I'd been drinking in pubs in England for 13 years without having to show an ID. This was a challenge to us when we were still working and we would take American teenagers to Europe who were not allowed to drink at home. Their parents didn't necessarily expect them to drink while they were on holiday and how to deal with that. My personal opinion is that making such a Big deal out of it. This country makes kids go wild and crazy, um, and try to binge before they are old enough to do so, and not learn how to handle their liquor. So I like the European at- attitude much better.
0: Keep on talking. I'm uh, enjoying the champagne.
1: Good. Uh, the last one: learning that there are extremely stereotypical accents you hear on comedy shows—Jewish mother, southern southerner with a very serious drawl, etc.—and that those are actually real. <laughs> You can imagine, when, as many of the Europeans, when they study English, they learn British English. Yeah. And then to deal with that over here, it's a challenge. And we
0: feel the same way when we go over there. When you hear the Scottish accent, sometimes you cannot understand what they're saying. So that works both on both sides. I, well, Irish this guy doesn't say he can't understand it. He just says that.
1: It's... It's real. Yeah. They thought it was just for TV.
0: Yeah, yeah. That it was, a well, kind of a stereotype, but those accents are real.
1: Well, we'll include the link to this. Um, oh, got number nine. Entry. We I just read ten. Oh, nine.
0: <laughs> you forgot nine.
1: More champagne. <laughs> Walmart. I went to buy a SIM card and some groceries, but I also discovered that I could buy pet fish, car parts, and shoes all in one building. That's why RVers love Walmart. Yeah, You can
0: get everything you need in one place. And that's not the case in most places in Europe. But the small stores that that sell... Like I we went into a store where you bought nail clippers. Italy, yeah. They sold knives and little cutting things. And that's it. And that's it. I'm
1: remembering a meal where we went shopping with my aunt who was trying to feed us dinner and we went in one store and bought a chicken. This was Vienna. In Vienna. And then we went to another store and bought the rolls and then we went to a third store to buy a vegetable and then a fourth store to buy something for <laughs> dessert.
0: And she did that every day. Every day. Because a refrigerator was the size of a small RV refrigerator. Right, right. I mean, it ran on electric but that's the size that it was. To see a massive refrigerator with an ice maker and a cold water dispenser is just never seen.
1: Maybe uh, in a restaurant?
0: I The houses we've been in. No, nobody's home. They just have uh, very small appliances because they go shopping much more frequently than we do, and they go shopping in specialty stores. There's no such thing as the all-purpose store like Walmart. Okay, so... That's kind of fun, and there are lots more of those, and if you'd like to read that, of course, you can go to our web page, which will have the link to the complete article, and you can laugh along with us. But for the moment, uh, we are going to delve off into a New Year's resolution, but not for us. We're already doing it. <laughs> We're going to help you, dear listener, with your New Year's resolutions. Now, have you made your New Year's resolutions yet?
1: I don't do that anymore. I never come through for any of them. So. Okay.
0: Now we're talking to you as seventy-ish campers, it's RVers, long-term, and travelers. we're talking to you as something we wish we would have told ourselves back when we were in our thirties. Well. The 70-year-old is telling the 30-year-old to do something. Well, I think it starts
1: with the fact that when you are young and you are working, you cannot travel very much. So you go on that one big trip a year, if you're lucky, and you think, I will never forget. This experience and where I was and what I did and exactly. how and how it is, but if you are as fortunate as we have been to repeatedly having done that, and you will. I mean, you'll be doing things. You you start to forget and they kind of blur in your mind, and so having some sort of system to archive your memories. And I don't think that photos on your iPhone are sufficient because it's easy to look at a picture of a church and wonder where on earth that was and why were you there and what were you doing. To have something more detailed to jog your memory when you are 10 years away from that experience and trying to remember what it was all about.
0: So the article that we're referring to is titled Don't Stop at Making Memories in an RV. And it starts off with owning an RV means for many of us taking extended trips. Many reading right now may recall having taken many thousand mile trips in their RV, camper, trailer, etc. A trip that took them to far off places to see Vista they had not seen before to meet new people along the way to discover hidden treasures such as a magnificent vista just around the corner up ahead or a place to camp at the edge of a peaceful lake with just a hoot of an owl to keep one company you get the idea however did you document that trip so that years from now you can open a notebook and relive the trip all over again and the answer my bet is no now Martha in her infinite wisdom has been <laughs> with l- lots of encouragement from you. Well and and at the time when you started this I didn't understand ridiculous. how valuable it would be. It's valuable. Am I slurring my words already? A
1: little bit. <laughs> oh, god. <laughs>
0: Well, tonight is coming up, ladies and gentlemen, so you can guess that the podcast is probably coming to an end in not too distant future. <laughs> when we become... A co- oh, I hope I can turn it off. <laughs> no, I hope you can press save. That's what's Oh, more- yes, that would be very critical. So, the bottom line here is is that. As old people, were telling you that as young people, you should start blogging or keeping a record of your travels and everything that goes on in your daily life. And from my perspective, this is so much easier to
1: do today than it was when we first started traveling in the early 70s. I have about a three-inch stack of postcards oh, that I sent to my mom and dad when we took our first trip to Europe in 1978. Whoa. Which has turned into a bit of eighty eight, ninety
0: eight, two 88, 98, 2008, 18, 45 years ago? Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep, yep. You have the postcards? Yeah, my mother saved them.
1: I wow. sent them to, she was a pack rat, God okay. bless her, and I have them. And I can reread those postcards once I've got them put in the right <laughs> order and have many wonderful memories that I have kind of gotten to the back of my mind because it is such a
0: long Just time Just incidentally, before. we spent six weeks in a pup tent in Europe. <laughs> and our first trip <laughs> Our first trip to Europe. That was camping. Talk about camping. <laughs> Real camping.
1: <laughs> but after that, you end up with a lot of different, I don't know, different formats. That's I'm thinking. Starting a journal. I have a journal. I did in a spiral notebook, but I never kept anything up. Well, and, up.
0: and that's, that's a part it, of the problem. Well, and that's hard to do. But and it's today, not
1: easy to retrieve.
0: That's part of the, that's a big problem. So today you use My Trip Journal, I've which been, you've used for... Since I retired. So almost 20 years.
1: Um, I started it a bit before we started the podcast. Really? Mm-hmm, 05. Okay. So every trip we go on... And why I, did
0: you pick My Trip Journal? Um,
1: at the time, when we started traveling, we would write emails to friends and family who would say, where the hell are you? And we would tell them, and they'd say, we don't know where that is. And I really liked My Trip Journal because it had a mapping feature, and so people could could follow along with us uh, with the map that displayed every day that we made a move, it would take a, a note of that. So that was one thing I liked very much. Uh, there are many of them out there. Many more choices these days. But since I've been doing my trip journal for all these many years, yeah. it makes sense for me to stay with them. It's a good choice. Yeah. And I can post pictures and I can post little videos. So every day,
0: literally. Well,
1: whenever we do something that I want to not forget again, I make a journal entry and usually Usually add some pictures. Now, sometimes I get behind with the pictures, but it's easy to catch up when you get home because you still have them. But for me, if I don't write on that day, the memories get quickly superseded by what went on. And the that's next the day. key
0: factor: is doing it contemporaneously it with your fresh. trip so that you remember those details which you so easily forget. And as we have learned, when you travel for a month or so, the beginning of the trip fades because you've had so many exciting things happen in between that you forget what happened at the beginning of the trip and rereading it at the end of the trip, what you did at the beginning of the trip, your, your jaw drops. You're amazed, yes. <laughs> Just, yeah. that's I mean, that was a month ago. So Martha does, I she's modest about this, but she does this virtually every day. And she writes, she writes uh, multiple paragraphs about what we are doing and what we're seeing and how it's going.
1: And sometimes when we're on a tour, um, I take my
0: iPad on the tour bus and
1: make notes while the guide is talking. Because there again, I would forget yes. all the details and the names. And it gives me things to... To hang my memories on so that I can write about them at the end of the day during the trip, sometimes it's a pain in the neck, yes. uh, because it's one more thing you have to do, especially while you're still jet-lagged, but it has been an invaluable resource for us both. It helps us to remember where we were, when it's we were, so
0: nice to what go we were there. It's, and look at the pictures, and it, it holds videos and pictures, and it's free. If you want to do it with ads, it's free.
1: I do an annual subscription. It's less than $100, I think 80 something like that,
0: for as much as we use it, it's very much worth it. So the nice thing about it is is that you have over 50 trips on there right now. Yes. From all these years and they're all accessible anytime and we often argue about where we were or what year we did this. We just I'm doing a a slideshow about our trip to Portugal and Spain and we didn't know what year it was. Yeah. So she went back to the blog, and I'm using it now to make sure that the slides are in order because I forgot the exact order that we did the tour in, mm-hmm. in the itinerary. It's so it's do. very nice to have as a reference tool when you need to remember... <laughs> As you become older, these little touch points are very important to have.
1: Even if you are boondocking or in Africa, as we are about to be, it's very easy to make journal entries on your iPad or your phone or whatever it is you're writing on and then put them on the web when you are back in civilization. Um, And the entry will remain vivid and accurate as it was on the day that you had that experience. Okay, so
0: when the champagne bottle is empty... Then we go to bed. (laughs) No, we have to be here to actually...
1: All the noisemakers.
0: All the noisemakers have been done. And we're down our last glass now. The bottle is almost empty. But I'm sure they can tell. MyTripJournal.com Journal.com slash Wiseman, is W-I-S-E-M-A-N, is ours. And the other thing that happens, I
1: should mention yes. this too. Occasionally you guys will write to us and say, I remember you talking about a trip you took to blah, blah, blah. Uh, what can you tell us about that? And it's so easy just to refer people to that blog entry and that. Journal entry Alaska,
0: for instance, that
1: comes up a lot, yes, because it's very important to be able to plan and pace yourself when you're going vast distances as you do in Alaska. And what, Um, how
0: long do you want to spend in places? What's the weather going to be like? You know, all those issues can be found on. My trip journal,
1: and for me as the resource person, it's very easy for me just to send you a link to that trip um, if you can't figure out where it is on the site, which is getting harder and harder because I have <laughs> so many so many blogs on there now.
0: And I mean, you something you have thirty and forty entries yeah, under some each of them trip, are
1: long. right? Right.
0: And you give them esoteric names. I do, <laughs> making it totally impossible to tell where you really are. You have to talk to me. Uh, to figure a trip out. to the southern hemisphere. Oh, really? <laughs> The whole Pacific coast. What's the new one called? I haven't done it yet. Oh, you haven't? What's it going to be called? Probably South Africa Redux because we already did South (coughs) Africa. See, that's really helpful, isn't it? We already did South Africa. I know, but people are not going to know that it includes the west coast of Africa, too. Uh Uh-huh. So what would you call it? I don't know. Well, I'll think about
1: it. I haven't started it yet.
0: So South Africa Redux and Africa. But you see, that's not helpful at all. But the other thing you can use my trip journal for, and by the way, we don't get any money for no, it. No, As no. a matter of fact, we pay for the subscription. I'm just a fan. Yeah. So, the other thing that My Trip Journal is good for is there are people who have done all sorts of trips. I mean, there are thousands of trip journals on my trip journal so you can go there and do a search for a destination that you're all thinking of going to world. all over the world and there will be somebody who's done that trip before you so if you want to go to New Zealand or Africa or to uh, Australia or wherever yeah, you Antarctica. happen to be going, there's somebody who's done it and you can read through and, and see what they've done and what their itinerary was and how they liked it. It's, it's difficult to determine how many days to spend in a location and you know what, what to expect and in, how the weather's going to be
1: Once you get past the level of, you know, we we told you earlier in the podcast that we enjoyed Europe because we didn't go to any big cities. But when you go to Europe for the first time, you go to the big cities because that's what you've heard about. And so it gives you a lot of ideas of things that you haven't heard about that are worth doing while you are there.
0: Excellent idea. Now... I use uh, to kind of keep a daily journal <laughs> i don 't do the trips so much as I do what 's going on around home because I forget i 'm going to forget the the day that i that we lost the thermostat and what I did about it.
1: Do you so, want to remember that horrible day uh,
0: no, i I don 't want to remember it. But I want to be able to refer to it, and I want to know when it was. Uh-huh. Like, how, how old I, is our furnace? Yeah. I want to put in the date that our furnace was installed. and So I keep kind of a, a data diary. I use a, a program called Day One. This is an app, which is available across the platforms. So you can use it on your laptop, on your phone, on your iPad, uh, your tablet. And you can keep track. It takes pictures. It does has all sorts of data points that you can keep track of uh, what's going on in your life. I mean, it has no structure so you can put in whatever you want to put in. But it might be an alternative to My Trip Journal. Although I'm not sure how public it is. One of the nice things about My Trip Journal is, is that you can make it public. Share it with others. Yeah. And of course, you wouldn't want to forget the other one, which we mentioned fairly recently, called Track My Tour, which allows you to take pictures and attach them to GPS locations that your phone knows about. So when I'm at an airport, I take a picture, and oh, you can take multiple pictures, you can add uh, a story to it. So this would be a nice journaling app also. And you can take as many waypoint pictures as you want. To. To, and it makes a map and shows the pictures that are attached automatically much more detailed than my trip journal my trip journal doesn't actually look at your gps no. coordinates no. whereas this actually maps exactly where you are it's up to me to say where i am and you can put as many waypoints in there as you want to and you can share this with people it's a little more visual rather than the the blogging sort of aspect that's that, that my narrative. trip journal has, yeah. the narrative so good choices that's track my tour day 1 and my trip journal my trip journal <laughs> So I think uh, we'll leave it there. The glasses are about empty, and we hope that you're uh, our resolute. Oh, that was very nice. See when it's empty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so we should do this with every podcast episode. Drink, drink, drink. One glass. We make a one-bottle episode. <laughs> Let's see if we can
1: sustain it. No, not while we're in Africa. We're going to be jet lagging.
0: Well, our next episode will be brought to you. We will have been in Africa when we leave on the 23rd. Oh, this is going to be really interesting. This is just before we leave on the safari. Mm. We're flying to Cape Town uh, for unknown reasons, and then we 're flying from there to joburg Where the Johannesburg, which is about two hours north of Where Cape town begins. so we 're flying south and then flying north and then we spend a night in a hotel and then we head on the safari, which will be about three weeks and then we end up there in Cape Town and we will be getting on our cruise, which is uh, thirty two days so we'll be quite a quite so a long trip the
1: choice will be to make the podcast a bit early, so and in Joburg, we can surely. Mount yes. properly or wait until we've had a few <laughs> safari adventures and put it up. Later. Well, where does the wine come in? <laughs>
0: They're good at wine in South Africa. All They're right. We're going to so go to some vineyards while We we're will down enjoy there. wine and hopefully we will be more coherent in the next podcast. <laughs> well, we eh, no. probably not because we'll be jet-lagged. definitely jet lagged. But we will be taking you with us and we will, uh, I hope you will enjoy the podcast episodes uh, for the next couple months as we head to a southern climb and enjoy the warm weather and a little bit of tourism.
1: And we would be remiss if we didn't stop to thank you for traveling with us, for listening to us, for sending us encouraging words and good (laughs) questions. We always
0: like to hear from our listeners. We
1: really get motivated when we hear from you and know what you're thinking and wondering about. And
0: knowing that we have 27,000 downloads and we have no idea why. (laughs) (laughs) There must be a reason.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe in 2023, you can figure it out. While you're being a nursemaid to me in the spring, Uh you have plenty of time to figure that out.
0: So, a couple hours to go, and it will be officially 2023. And we will turn it back over and see you in the next month as the new year turns here in Chicago. Of course, it's probably 2023
1: in Australia. Australia already. Wow.
0: That's an amazing concept. It is. Hard to
1: travel. Hard so, to plan when you're traveling. So Al and
0: Sue have already had New Year. Oh, boy. That's Yeah, they exciting. always beat us, too. I know. <laughs> okay. It's been nice talking to you, and we have enjoyed 2022, but we're glad that the COVID is over and we're able to travel.
1: Happy travels. Stay healthy. Stay happy. Keep in touch.
0: And enjoy the RV. Bye now. <laughs>